This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Arsenal Transfer Show, our Raw Reaction Series at 8 a.m. every single morning, going throughout the rest of the season into the summer and all the way up until transfer deadline day. It's day five. We are episode five into this journey of doing these early morning shows, ensuring that I'm getting up early in the day. And of course, this might be a weekend for you, but I work at weekends, Saturday, Sunday. So it's uh, straight from this into work, right about football all day to get ready for tomorrow's show. Um, Of course, we did and have done four shows now since Arsenal's elimination from uh, the Europa League on Thursday evening. We did the reaction show straight after the game. We did the 8 a.m. show on Friday morning and then followed up by a tactical breakdown, which I'll talk a little bit about more in a second. And of course, we did uh, the Let's Talk Arsenal show talking a lot about the ownership situation. So if you've not already caught up on those shows, make sure you do. And because we are going to be covering all of the Arsenal transfer situation throughout the summer, end of the season and beyond, make sure you're subscribed, make sure you drop a like on the video and uh, tune in every single morning because we're going to be getting your thoughts and feelings in the live chat. Good morning to everyone who is joining us today. Good to have you all in here. Good morning, uh, says Owen, which is fantastic. Um, But let's kick off with the first story of uh, the day, which is about this guy. Andre uh, Onana, uh, who is the Ajax goalkeeper, um, Arsenal been linked with this guy. A number of sources have brought this up. You probably saw this on your feeds yesterday. And it's a weird story. Uh, we talked a little bit about it on the Let's Talk Arsenal show yesterday. It's a weird story because obviously this guy has a 12-month doping ban. Now, if you don't know why he has a doping ban, basically the short story is, is that he was ill. He took some of his other half's medicine by mistake. That medicine uh contains some illegal substances which are banned in the sports um but obviously substances which aren't necessarily illegal can still be banned in the sport and whatever those substances were 
went against the guidelines that are set out in football and he was banned for 12 months. Arsenal have been linked with this guy because he has an appeal coming up in June where he can basically turn around and be like, look, here's all the evidence to suggest why this is a unfair ban. I should be allowed to start the season. And should that be successful, Arsenal are one of the teams which are interested in taking Onana. He's a very highly rated goalkeeper. Took Ch uh, Chelsea, took Ajax to the uh, Champions League semi-finals with some really good performances back in 2019. If you remember, they got knocked out by those lot down the road in the last few seconds. And he was one of the key performers during that run and obviously has helped them to a number of trophies during his time there as well. So it's an interesting one. I don't know loads about him. And when that happens, you know what we do on the channel. We educate ourselves. So don't you worry. There will be a tactical breakdown coming out very soon, the next few days or so, on Andre Onana so we can get completely clued up on this guy. So make sure you subscribe and you're liking the content because we're going to be hitting that notification bell and it'll let you know when that video goes live over the next few days. We've got an expert sorted that's going to give some information on him and we're going to go through all the stats and statistics and everything else. So don't you worry. I'm really kind of interested to see how he is in regards to his playing out from the back. And I've just seen from Darren in the chat who says he's got poor distribution. So we'll have to see if those words stack up to what is real. Now, the second story and kind of the main story of the day um, is regarding more so um, the... The whole kind of transfer situation of the club um, and the Telegraph has reported that Arteta intends to be ruthless in this window and that is in regards to the whole squad. Um, and they actually talked about specifically the, the targets in terms of the positions that he is looking for. Now, whilst no names were specifically kind of laid out besides the usual ones that we've seen, what I thought would be an interesting thing to do is that if we look at the four positions in which they have noted that that's where our priorities are, there are some that I'm surprised have not been included in those priorities. But what we're going to do is, is we're going to look at four players in each of those positions. Two of those players, Arsenal, are linked to. And then the other two positions, or rather other two players, are one more of kind of a marquee type of player, so one that you'd intend to spend quite a lot of money on. And then the fourth option is more the left field option um, that Arsenal could be going for in the stomach. So we're going to kick off um, by doing the, I believe we've got right back uh, first, which is what the Telegraph has suggested is one of Arsenal's key positions. We know that Hector Bellerin, of course, is, is probably no longer going to be at the club after this summer. We've got some decisions to make with the other players there, like Chambers. Cedric, we imagine, is going to continue on as our right back. But the right back is the first position that supposedly Arteta is going to look to be targeting. And so the, the first two positions, or the, rather the first two players, are ones that we have been linked to. The first one is Emerson. Um, now, Emerson, of course, Raul Betis, you know quite a lot about him by now. Uh, we have done a tactical breakdown on this guy as well. And, of course, I think that was quite a while ago, so we'll be doing an updated version of it if the links do persist and continue. Brazilian, really good going forwards, good defensively as well. He's physical. Um, he's a very different right back to what we've already got. But there's a very kind of weird situation surrounding him with the fact that Barcelona kind of joint own this guy and they can sign him in the summer for less than 10 million euros. And then they would need to sell him on themselves to whoever wants to buy him. So this is someone that I think is a really good option, but he's someone that Arsenal have been linked to. And the other one is Max Ahrens, um, which has been kind of the, the links have nowhere near been as kind of heavy as we've seen with Emerson, but their links have been there 
to Aaron, someone that I know a lot of people would like to see Arsenal maybe go for. He's a homegrown talent, plays in the England youth international side, has got help. Uh, he's helped rather Norwich get promoted from the championship this season and did well in the premiership last season um, as well. So they're the two that Arsenal have been linked to. The next two options are two options which we haven't necessarily been linked to, but the ones that we could probably in my view, be looking at. The first one is my marquee option, and that's Nordi Mukiele from RB Leipzig. He's similar to Emerson in a way. He's still the physical style, not as much with the forward-thinking momentum, but actually the defensive side of his game is very good. Physical, quick, can get back, can actually play multiple positions as well. If we need cover at right centre-back, he can play there in addition to playing right-back. But it's not a very realistic option because I don't know why RB Leipzig would let him go. And he would cost a hell of a lot if he did. And also, they've already let go with Upper Meccano. Canate looks like he's going to be going off to Liverpool as well. If they were to lose another one of their back four, it would be quite a big dent to them. So they'll be doing everything they can to keep him. But he's my kind of option. And don't worry, I'll be getting some of your thoughts on who you think we should be going for. Your marquee options, your left field option. My left field option is one that, I don't know, maybe not many of you have, are aware of this guy, but it is the Mets right back, uh, Fabian Sentonze, um, who is uh, an interesting option as well. He's not stat padded with goals and assists necessarily this season, but he's a very, very good um, right back and he's he wouldn't cost necessarily too much uh, from Mets but on the recommendation of Jeremy Smith French football expert um, he comes with a, a lot of pedigree from him he really rates this guy thinks that if he was playing at say a PSG or a Lille or a Lyon in France his stats would be going way up it's purely that he's kind of restricted by where he's at at Mets and could be given a chance at a bigger club to really shine. So if we are going down the cheaper route for our right-back options, and we're looking to spend money in, in other areas of the pitch, Sentonze is definitely one that I think that Arsenal could look at, maybe, for the future. Um, let's see what you guys are saying in regards to your right-back players uh, this season. And uh, what you're going for. Uh, I mean, other positions are already filling uh, the chat box as well. T. Irving says, are we going to be Norwich's relegation rivals next season? Why would Max Ahrens come to Arsenal? Which is uh, hilarious, uh, Irving. And also, worryingly, uh, a reality as it was at the start of this season. So I'm praying that we can turn the things around next season so we don't have the same sort of uh, situation that we did this time around. Uh, Balaji says... Would you be okay with signing Kieran Trippier? He can play right back or left back, and he has one year remaining on his deal at Atletico. As a cover option, I think it, it would be okay, but I don't think Arsenal are looking for a cover option at right back. They want someone that can be really kind of their number one in that position. And the age of Trippier, what he can give, um, I'm not quite sure if that's what Arsenal wants. Um, yes, Vance says Christensen. I'm assuming I'm not familiar if that's the correct spelling if you're talking about um red bull salzburg's danish right back christensen um that's the only christensen i'm aware of as a right back i'm so i'm assuming that's who you mean um he is a very interesting one uh i think obviously he's playing in a situation at red bull salzburg where it's always going to be a risk because they dominate that league but he has done very well defensively he can be a little bit caught out at times, but going forwards, he's excellent. He's scored a few goals this season. He's really helped Pats and Dacca with his deliveries as well, uh, a name that we'll come on to in a bit as well. Um, Eamon says, Emerson is definitely someone we should go for. Check says, 9pm in Hawaii. Is H-I? 
I don't know where H H I is. You have to tell me where that is. I mean, I used to be a geography teacher, so I really should know. Um, you must be East, um, but H I, I, I don't know. Himalayas? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, love the live stream. I can watch it in real time. Thanks, Check Perk. Tuning in for the top of Mount Everest. That is some commitment right there. Uh, this is not Alex says, how about Tarek Lamptey? Uh, Hawaii, says Czech. Oh, is that a different time zone to, to the US? Oh, interesting. Interesting stuff. Uh, Mac G says, one thing I've learned this season that we need leadership on the pitch, and I don't think that is Aaron's. I would prefer Emerson. Uh, Beer O'Clock in Australia says, Nick Meadows, have a good evening, fella. Let's move on to the next position that Arsenal are reportedly targeting. And I believe this is our left back position. Um, and we start off with the two players that Arsenal have been linked to. Specifically, the first one is Ryan Bertrand. I think the left back role is probably a position where we're not going to be spending too much money. It's going to be a position where we're going to try to be a little bit more savvy, give that back up to Kieran Tierney, but back up that's good enough to play in the Premier League and to give him cover. And he might need a significant amount of it should his injury issues continue. The first one is Ryan Bertrand, who still is yet to kind of sign a new contract with Southampton. Premier League quality left back. He's of an age that it wouldn't necessarily block any piles of youngsters or Tierney himself over 30 now, as is Patrick Van Arnholt. Both two players that are in the Premier League, contractually, same position. Arsenal can sign them up on a free in the summer and they will both provide very decent backup and cover to Kieran Tierney should Arsenal need it. Um, and I think they'd both be open to moving as well. Southampton and Palace have, have struggled even more than Arsenal have this season. Um, so I think both of them are options that Arsenal may uh, intend to look at. And you can see why Arsenal have been linked to them. Now we get on to the interesting two, the two players that are here. So our marquee option as our first option. I've gone for Owen Vindal of RZ Alkmaar. Um, really interesting attacking fullback. He's, he's early 20s, now 21, 2021 now. And I think that when you look at someone like him, this is a marquee option for a position that I don't think we're looking for a marquee player. So it was really difficult to kind of pick this player because of the situation at left back, we just need cover. We're not going to be spending loads. I'd be very surprised if we do spend a lot of money on the left back role. But if we are, Vindal is a good option. The next one is our left field choice, our choice that many people may not have heard of. And I've gone for Noah Katterback of Cologne, a 20-year-old German uh, youth left back, very highly rated. He has only just signed a new deal uh, at Cologne, but uh, he's someone that I have watched some of um, from doing research for pieces for 101 on possible left back signings for Arsenal. And uh, he came up as, as highly rated by a lot of, a lot of German pundits or German uh, football pundits specifically and, and journalists. He was on the mouths of quite a few of them. Uh, including the likes of Rona Murphy, who I'm sure a lot of you follow as well, and has been on Tactical Breakdown as well. So he comes with quite a lot of uh, pedigree and recommendation, and uh, he has just signed a new deal, but he's not that well known. He could be available for less than money, even though he has got that new deal. You're looking in the region 10, 15 million pounds, maybe if you're, if you're very lucky. Um, I hate putting figures on things, but you know, he's someone that I think Arsenal would be interested in as a, a young guy that's coming through. But I know that a lot of people have got um, quite a lot of thoughts about left-back, for sure, especially kind of other players that are out there. Um, <laughs> Stephen Andrews on the right-back situation says, it's got to the point where I would take anyone over Bellerin right now. And Yemi says, Bertrand, uh, not interested in him, supposedly, from that message, I assume. Owen says, Bertrand is perfect 
for cover. Balaji says Patrick Van Arnholt is 30 and homegrown as well. Of course, I think he came through at Chelsea's academy. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's very young when he was at Chelsea and he's played at Sunderland and now playing at Crystal Palace, of course. Uh, so Hill says Anthony Robinson. I'm not sure why Robinson would come to Arsenal, though, because he wants to be playing in the um, the US men's national team, I believe. So if you're not playing week in, week out, you're going to lose that place. So I'm not sure if he would want to move to Arsenal. It's a decent shout in regards to the actual player, but he's someone with his national setup that he wants to be playing week in, week out, and I'm not sure if he would get that at Arsenal. Tulip says, I prefer to reasonable price younger back up to Kieran Tierney over the likes of Bertrand and uh, Van Arnholt. Uh, Stephen says, uh, Junior Firpo at Barcelona would be my choice. That would compete with Tierney and is a very versatile can play in positions. I liked Firpo a lot at Betis. I've not liked him very much at Barcelona. He hasn't got a lot of chances, granted, but when he's been given those chances at Barca, he hasn't really taken them for me. And I'm not sure if he'd be able to do that step up. I think that the Premier League is a much more difficult league to play in than La Liga right now, even at a club like Arsenal, even more so at a club like Arsenal than Barca. So I'm not sure if Firpo is the guy. I really liked him at Betis, and he was one of those that I was convinced would go on to do some really good things, but has struggled in Catalonia. Uh, yes, Frank says, Mitchell, um, the young other Crystal Palace left back, he has just signed a new deal with Palace. So I very much doubt that he will go for anything other than a big fee at the moment. Um, Robert Jones says, Bertrand all day long for me. He's a great backup. Uh, Nuno Tavares from Benfica is a good shout. Cheap and fast. Could be coach. Yeah, Portugal have got a few. I mean, you look at, is it Nuno Mendes? Um uh, from Sporting, uh, Portuguese international, he's probably going to end up at somewhere like City. Uh, watch that space. But yeah, there's a few that you need to keep your eye on at Portugal that are being uh, kind of brought through the academy at the moment. Uh, this is now Alex says, Tom, is there anyone in the youth team that could be maybe brought through as backup? Of course, Joel Lopez has been involved in the Europa League setup at Arsenal, uh, was there as cover, didn't get any minutes. He's been in the Europa League team under Unai Emery, believe it or not, all those years ago. So he's been on the periphery of things, hasn't got his senior appearance yet he's he's rated well and of course he came from barcelona it was looked at as a bit of a coup um bringing him from barcelona when he was only 15 16 years of age the issue is is that at arsenal he's in the youth team he hasn't had like he's not consistently great but he has some really good performances and then have a few off games and it's that consistency i think that needs to be brought up i have written a piece on him so if you go onto google and you type joel lopez player profile 101 you can read loads of information about joel lopez that we've done over there so check that one out um nico henry says balaji from brentford is also a good bet again I, 23 same age as tierney is that the right type of profile to go for would he want to come to arsenal knowing that tierney's there it's tricky um it's really really tricky um, okay, let's move on to the third position, which is central midfield. Um, that's the next target. Uh, <laughs> apparently, Arsenal and Arteta is looking at, according to the Telegraph. So, two players that Arsenal have been linked to. The first one uh, is Basuma, of course. I know a lot of people would like to see Basuma come to Arsenal. We've done tactical breakdowns on him. We talked about him in a comparison in our tactical breakdown yesterday. If you not, if you didn't watch our tactical breakdown on. 
Guido Rodriguez yesterday. Make sure you check it out because we do a really good statistical comparison between him, Basuma, Xhaka and Partey. And the statistics that come out from that video are very interesting to see compared to one another. So make sure you check that one out. Um, but we've been linked to both of these guys. I'd be happy if we signed either of them. They are both very, very good. We know what they're like. They are different. Basuma adds more mobility and Rodriguez adds a little bit more kind of uh, strength and good kind of recovery pace and tackling. All of that is a really good part of Rodriguez's game. So those two are the ones that we've been linked with. Let's look at the marquee option for me, which is very marquee, and it would take a sizable fee were we to get him. But my perfect choice for this position is Fabian Ruiz of Napoli, Spanish midfielder, mid-20s, international amazing quality, can play in multiple positions, but he is a fantastic partner for someone like Partey in the midfield. He used to partner Alan in that midfield at Napoli. Those two work really well together. He is just an excellent, elegant footballer that has an amazing passing, amazing creativity from deep, and he's not afraid to go in for a tackle or two and to be disciplined in his role. He, for me, and a kind of a, a one underneath him would be Mikel Moreno at Real Sociedad, who I've mentioned a few times, but Fabian Ruiz is, is the perfect choice for me for this position. Unbelievable footballer and someone I think that really would complement what Arsenal are about. And then the left field choice uh, is someone that I've also talked about on the channel before. Uh, and I had to include someone from Salzburg on this list. And it's Enoch Mwepo, uh, the Zambian international midfielder. I think he wouldn't cost a hell of a lot. I actually think that he's someone that you could bring in maybe alongside one of the other centre midfield targets that we've been linked to. So you can bring in a Basuma. I think you can go out and actually get a, an Mwepu on top of that to really add strength and depth. If you're going to sell on Xhaka, sell on Elneny, we're getting rid of Ceballos. If we get rid of Willock and Maitland-Niles and et cetera, we probably may need to go out and go get another centre midfielder. And I think that Mwepu actually could be bought on top of some of these other players. He's versatile himself. He can play centre mid. He can play as an eight, play as a six. He can even play on right midfield if you want him to. He's such, he's such an all-round midfielder. And at just 23 years of age, he's still got a lot of development still to do. And he's impressed on the Champions League stage against clubs like Bayern Munich, against Atletico Madrid. This guy's been tested and he is a very, very good player. So let's see what you guys think in the chat box in regards to who you think in the midfield that we should look at. Matt G says Basuma is the obvious choice. Uh, T. Irving says Camavinga. <laughs> I mean, you'd be very lucky. Very, very lucky at this stage to get him. Real Madrid is probably where this guy's going to end up. Unbelievable talent. Um Leonard says, is Ruiz not a winger? As I said, he's a versatile player. I've seen most from his time at Napoli that he's playing as an eight, but he can play as a 10. He can play in his other number seven roles. He's not a winger. Um, you might be thinking of Brian Ruiz, uh, <laughs> but no, Fabian is certainly a central midfielder that is an excellent, excellent player. Um, let's see what else you guys are saying in the chat. Says Egyptian Guna says, I'll be writing Torreira off. He wants to go, mate. He's gone. He says he wants to leave. That's as simple as it is. Uh, Tashi, I agree so much with this. And we were linked to Bruno Gimaraes uh, last January in 2020. And we did a few videos talking about him and utterly doing the research on that guy convinced me that he was the perfect player for us to sign in that role. And I was gutted to see him go to Leon, and his value is now shot up. And not only is his value shot up, but he's at a club with Jean-Michel Olas as the president, who's we know from our hour situation last summer does not like to sell their players uh, ajs says sander berg we need some size and strength 
back in our team. We've been linked to him, of course, as well. Uh, Ty Brown says, any thoughts on Samare of Lille? Another really good player. There are lots of players in this option that Arsenal really do not have. Um, <laughs> they do not have any kind of um, intentions to let these players go um, whatsoever. I think they will be kind of succumb to a, a very decent, sizable bid, especially for, for Samare. Leicester have been linked with £35 million. Pounds. Uh, Robert Jones says, I'm sure you said the same thing about Sabas as you've said about Ruiz. I mean, they're different players, so I don't think I would have done. Ruiz is, is more reserved as a position than Sabas was at Betis. Um, they did both come from Betis, Ruiz and uh, Sabas. Ruiz came from Betis and went to Napoli. The difference being with those two trajectories has been that Sabas went from Betis to Madrid, didn't perform, has gone to Arsenal, again, has struggled. Whereas Ruiz has taken his step up, step up from Betis, gone to Napoli and been one of, if not their best player for a significant amount of time now. Um, this is not Alex, as I would love Frank Kessie uh, for Arsenal from AC Milan. Also, it is a shame that we didn't sign Nkunku from a few years back. Nkunku is more of a kind of advanced midfield player than uh, the position that we're looking at here, which is kind of Thomas Partey's partner. Uh, and Kunku is more of that kind of cam. I hate using that term, but you know, attacking midfield, can play in wide areas as well. Um, interesting question that says, What do we do about if uh, Laka leaves? And uh, interesting, you've asked that question because the next position on the list that we are supposedly targeting this summer is striker. The two positions of players that we've been linked to already is uh, Patson Dakar and Odson Eduards are the two players I've added to the list of ones that we've been linked to. I know we've been linked to a whole host of strikers. I'm going to say this off the bat now for those that put Ivan Tony into the list. I am not interested in Ivan Tony personally. I think he's still a very raw player for his age. I think he scores a lot of very fortunate goals and just happens to kind of see the ball fall to his feet. I'm not keen on him. Uh, I don't think he's technical enough for Arsenal. I don't think he creates enough goals for himself to be an Arsenal striker. Um, so that's that. I'm just not keen on him. So I wanted to just lay out the groundwork before we go into strikers. But Patson Dakar has basically filled the void of Erling Haaland since he left Red Bull Salzburg. They've barely missed Haaland or uh, Haaland since he left. Um, and Eduard is one I'm also got a fair few questions about. Um, there's always going to be the reservations about a player that comes from Scotland, but you look at Tierney and how well he's done. Um, so why can't Eduard do well? You're seeing the amount of teams that have been linked to this guy. Teams on the continent, Leicester want him, uh, and Arsenal have been linked to him as well. He would cost probably around 20 to £25 million, pounds, I think, if we were to go for him. French youth international on the track to be maybe a France international fully in the future someone that has been linked to Arsenal for quite a while and that a lot of people would like to see Arsenal. In regards to the final two options for the show, our marquee option for me that I've put down is Andre Silva, um, the Frankfurt striker, Portuguese international. This guy has been everywhere. Germany uh, with Frankfurt, Spain, he's been with Seville, Italy with AC Milan. He's played all over the place as Andre Silva. But he's finally kind of really come to light in the last kind of couple of seasons or so. He did okay at Seville, scored a few goals, but he's gone to Frankfurt and he has absolutely blitzed the Bundesliga this season. And why I've added him on this list is because he's very different to what Arsenal have. He's ver not versatile in the sense that he can play in multiple positions, but his skill set is versatile. He's not slow. He's quite technical. He can play with the ball in the air. He's a good finisher. He's composed. He's his composure has improved ridiculously this season. 
I don't think he will leave Frankfurt, to be honest, and Drew will be banging his head on the keyboard uh, with me putting him on this list because he's like, why? He's never going to go. So uh, it's pointless. His contract runs, I believe, until 2023. Um, but as a late bloomer, and I look at him as a late bloomer, similar to, say, an Olivier Giroud type of player that is, is really kind of developed late and you can see their final years being absolutely brilliant. He is someone that's certainly going to be on the radar of a few clubs. And I think that he should be on the radar of Arsenal's. My left field choice is um, Roman Yeremchuk from Ghent, Ukrainian striker. We have been linked to this guy, actually, uh, this summer. I've got a tactical breakdown lined up and ready to go on this guy when the time is right um, because Arsenal have been linked to him. This is our left field pick, our player of the selection that is is maybe less known and someone that Arsenal maybe choose to spend less less money on and then choose to invest in other positions more heavily. But Yuremchuk, since being at Ghent this season, has been brilliant. He is the complete opposite to what we've got. He is your guy that can score you a few headers. He doesn't take penalties, so he's not stat-padded by that. Um, and he's scored a hell of a lot of goals from open play this season, which is something that Arsenal being desperately crying out for. He's still young. He's a Ukrainian international. Got loads to develop. He could be someone that's a really inspired choice at Arsenal and someone that you should definitely do a little bit of research uh, into. So there's the striking position. Um, let's have a look at what you guys are saying in the chat box regarding our forwards. Leonard says, Daka, not for me. Uh, Captain Carmelo actually suggested a player that I was contemplating putting down instead of Andre Silva, which is Alexander Isaac um, from uh, Raul Sociedad, a very interesting player himself. Belagia says, we need a target man. Will Eduard fill that void? He's obviously someone that can fill the target man, even though he's not specifically that role. But has some of the qualities of a player. Egyptian Kuna says, Andre Silva is great. Czech says, not sure Eduard has the finishing, which has been a problem for us, but Eduard is insane on the ball. Fantastic feat for a front man. It's someone that you look at and you think, oh, this guy must be a target man, but actually his technical ability is, is interesting in comparison to that. Stephen Andrews says, I know this is going to sound mad, but I'd actually say Callum Wilson. Uh, I've always wondered how Callum Wilson might get on at a bigger club um, that's getting a lot more chances because he is a clinical player. That's absolutely not in doubt for me. Uh, Irving says, yeah, I agree. Isaac is the perfect option for me. He could be the new Ebra just because he's Swedish and he's a striker. <laughs> uh, Tashi reckons that Silva's going to end up at Atletico Madrid or Barcelona. Ty Brown says, Eduard just makes the most sense for me. If we get him, I'd be over the moon. Tulip says, Abamian, Gabriel Martinelli and Balogun, do you think we need a striker this season? So look, it's not at the top of my list of priorities. That's what I'll say. But if we're going to be looking to bring someone in and we're getting one of these kind of good players, I'm not going to be complaining whatsoever. Um, Holland is the new Ibra, says Daniel. Memphis Depay, of course, is available on a freeze. is probably going to end up at Barcelona, but who knows? Uh, AGS says, what about Vout Veghorst? Six foot six, 20 goals, can use as a link man and target man. I don't think that Vout Veghorst is the right guy for Arsenal. I, I just... <laughs> I've said this a few times. I think he's very one-dimensional. Um, and I just think that he suits Wolfsburg so well because of the way that they play specifically with their fullbacks and how high they get up and putting the balls into the box. And I think that Arteta, whether it's Arteta or someone else at Arsenal, we want to play more intricately. We need to be kind of playing those balls through the defensive lines. And for me, Valverkhorst doesn't suit that. I also think for someone of his age, in his position, and with his length of contract, he would cost a hell of a lot of money for the player that he is. I'm just not for me. 
I'm not I'm not a fan personally. This is Alex. It's all about Darwin Nunez. We know firsthand how good he is. I mean, he didn't really. He wasn't that good, Alex. To be fair, um, at all uh, against Arsenal in those two legs. So I'm not sure. I, I don't know too much about him, so I won't put out an, a full opinion on the guy. But I, I didn't. I wasn't impressed by him particularly against us. But he has been linked to some very very big clubs. Uh, whilst being at Benfica. So there you go. All four positions that Arsenal and the ruthless Arteta is supposedly targeting this summer. Let me know what you think about the choices that we've gone through in today's video in the comments section below. We will be back here every single morning at 8am. I'll be back here as well at 3pm UK time to do the preview show for tomorrow's game against West Brom. Yes, we still have games left of the season. So we are going to be covering that in the preview show. It's going to be interesting to see the guys' lineups uh, and my lineup because I want to see a lot of changes. I want to see youth being given a chance. I want to see this basically treated as a bit of a pre-season. Finish as strongly as you can, sure, but blood some youngsters. Use these games to our advantage. Don't waste them. It's been an absolute pleasure, guys, as it always is to speak to you. I will see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.